May peace be with you. If you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. Our scripture reading this morning is from Romans chapter 13, 8 through 10, and Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. Owe no debt to anyone except the debt that binds us to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you have fulfilled the law. The commandments, no committing adultery, no killing, no stealing, no coveting, and all the others, are all summed up in this one. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love never wrongs anyone. Hence, love is the fulfillment of the law. And Matthew, if another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Abba God in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. That was lovely, Pastor Nora. Thank you. Um, did anybody see the Barbie movie this summer? Yeah? There is a, um, a, a Christian website called Think Christian, and it, it gives movie reviews. This is not the sermon, okay? <laughs> Uh, but it just segued for me, uh, the children's sermon, and then I'll hop into the text. But um, Think Christian talked about Barbie. And what was the message in that movie? You are enough. And if we can give anything to our children, to our young people, is that they are made in the image of God. They are precious children. We all are beings in God's love. And if we can leave this sanctuary, I don't need to say anything else. But don't worry, I have three typed pages. <laughs> <laughs> so grace and peace, St. Luke. To our siblings in Christ who are worshiping with us online, we have members who have health concerns, and the best way for them to participate is at home. Some of our friends are still traveling, and we will look forward to when they can join us in person. But it is such a joy, joy to have each and every one of you around. I'm going to say my name again. I'm Pastor Ann. Hang out afterwards. We're going to have food truck and photos and opportunities to just, just hang out. And I'll take off my robe and put my Birkenstocks back on because I choose the Birk over the heel. I saw Pastor Nora in her heels last week, and I thought, no way, I'd be on my face. <laughs> All right, time to come to my text. So, 
So, you know, if you've been around, you know I sometimes have two sermons for the sermon. So summertime is a great season for reading. And one of the books I read this summer was on the power of friendship. It was a book describing one woman's unexpected and perhaps unlikely friendship between two famous women. Both women had expansive social networks. You could maybe even call both women famous people. But their kinship came easily because they shared similar spirituality and similar styles of friendship. The book that I read was National Public Radio's legal correspondent, Nina Totenberg's book, Dinners with Ruth. It seems to have nods. So the Ruth is her friend, is the notorious RGB, right? Ruth Bader Ginsburg, RBG. Yeah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Totenberg and Ginsburg, of course, are different ages and different generations. They're both Jewish, and they share a deep respect for the law, the court, jurisprudence. And the women value, value the families of origin where they grew up, and they value the blessing of friendship. Our gospel reading today had directions on how the early church should come together. How do we come together? Right, because it's a new church, and so the writer is saying how we used to do church in the temple, and what we're going to be doing now that we have Jesus is going to look different. And so the writer is trying to lay out this difference. And I would suggest that the text is about how we are to be family members in faith and friends together on a journey towards God. Oddly, or realistically, these directions, these directions on what was the ecclesia, the new body, the new community that was supposed to um, be built, being built early, is that they had differences. They didn't all see it the same way. And those differences needed ways to handle disagreement. So... It might be odd that I would have Garrett read such a difficult text on this Come Together Sunday, but I'm a lectionary preacher. It means I follow the three-year cycle, so um, I do trust that there's divine wisdom that we need to hear at the right time. So why would, why would that make sense? So there were disputes and disagreements in the early church, and Matthew gives the listeners a way to process those, to have dispute resolution. But it's funny how words that were meant to be spoken 2,000 years ago still have a little bit of relevance 2,000 years later. Christians long ago were not all alike. They had a variety of ways of believing. And it's still true today that we have a lot of ways of believing. And I believe that good and faithful people can have differences. Good and faithful people may at times disagree. But the thing that's different is good and faithful people may not be disagreeable. We may not be disagreeable. And disagreeability and incivility have a lot of cachet in our modern culture, don't they, right? 
None of us has to look very far to experience impolite behavior or plain rudeness. And that's why we come to church. We come together as good and faithful people because we are all striving. We all at times will experience life and our faith differently, but we come together because we are members of the body of Christ. And we are called to resolve those differences in a way that doesn't look like the way the world resolves differences. We do it differently. The point of our coming together is to love God, to love each other, and to take that love out into the world. The point of coming to church is to create a faith community. We are to be hospitable to one another, and we are to offer that hospitality to anyone who comes through our doors, whether it's a sanctuary or our home, our workplace, that we continue to pour that love forward. To quote an Irish Jesuit, Don Neely, the church is a place for rest for the weary, the place where we find encouragement for our ordinary situations. It is a place where we are called to respond to suffering, especially those who experience poverty, homeless, and many other unjust social situations that are part of our world both near and far. Sandra Day O'Connor was the first woman appointed as a U.S. Uh, United States Supreme Court judge. And Ruth Bader Ginsburg was the second woman appointed 12 years later. O'Connor was an Arizona Republican and Ginsburg a New York Democrat. In many areas of the law, they differed in, in their interpretation. And yet between them, there was professional respect, personal consideration, appropriate deference, and always gracious manners. Beloved, as we come together on this Sunday and all the weeks ahead, let us embody and treasure Jesus' promise in Matthew 18.20. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there. And we say, Thanks be to God. Amen. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.